Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The band is back together. You heard her voice during the dirt alert there. That's that was not Britney Witch. That was not America's Got Talent star Davina. It's just Julia. That was one of the drive time divas. Julia back from vacation. Hi guys. Welcome back. Wow, I just you're back, you're relaxed. I saw some photos. I am relaxed. Any travel tales you want to share? Well, with us? you know, it's just it's so nice to get away. And it was even though it was so beautiful here when I was gone, really which was. of course, you know, story of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It but was, was it nice there? It was beautiful yeah, there. And um just spending time with friends and laughing and being in the sunshine. And relaxed, played some tennis, laid at the pool a little, went out a lot. Yeah. Holy restaurants. Do people wear their masks? They wear their masks and I put on makeup. I mean, I cut my hair. I mean, when's the last time any of that happened? Um, It was just super, it was great. And then we had, you know, Kate Quinn is on with us, this international best-selling author from the Alice Network and the Huntress and her new book, The Rose Code, kept me company. I was so that happy. Is, 640 a, pages. It's a yummy book. And I read the whole thing. You th- read I, the whole thing. I'm oh, very proud of you. You needed a vacation to finish it. I did. I would have never finished it. I would have ne- It's so good. So anyway, I just had a good time. It was just great. Yeah. And it's so nice today. I mean, hello. And, and where were you? I was in um, Bonita Springs, Naples area. In Florida, went to the beach one day, watched the sunset, hung out at the pool, played tennis every day. Nice. It was, it's nice to get away. I feel really lucky. And the travel. Thank you, Albert Einstein. Every, the travel, <laughs> yeah. double mask, you yeah. know, double masking, took us on country airlines, which mm-hmm. was perfect. And um, was it very busy at all? Because yes. they say March is getting a little bit it's busy. busy. You don't have, you shouldn't be so loose with your airport arrival time no it was it was getting a little busier Mm -hmm. and um yes it was it's busier Lori. yeah i know it 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 just just feels normal when we went to colorado we had like a 6 a.m flight we thought oh we'll be fine in the morning and the line at terminal two was down to the elevators yeah oh okay i would not assume that things are light yeah both uh msp airport has said that they expect um of course it's not going to be the traffic of last of course last march it's compared to nothing because it all dropped off but like the march before Before that it's not quite that but it might be 60 70 percent of that and as people are getting vaccinated i know dan buettner put on Facebook that his mom, Dolly, yes, she, and dad, yes. they were like a couple of excited fourth graders because they didn't go to Florida until they were fully vaccinated. Right. And he's just like, Dolly and I will see you ladies at the fair. And we're like, oh, oh 
can't wait. So can't anyway, wait. It's yeah, so, so awful with all the vaccinations. The vaccinations, yes, absolutely. Well, and now the second round of there's a lot of people who are very, you know, anxious that are you know frontline right ish that are not not getting vaccinated yet because they've been getting all the 65 plus right, but i right. think they're like at 70 percent of that it's unbelievable so that's good yeah so it was just it travel is happening yeah, yeah. travel is happening people are courteous to give you space and everything mm-hmm. it was just so fun it was so much fun yeah good i know yeah that's it nice I had such away. a nice time i nagged julia to go rocco Nagged yes. her and made her buy one of my Sun Country vouchers. Uh, right. <laughs> and I did. And it was I'm like, just you're going to want to have it something was, planned because you're a bad. I'm a horrible planner. Advanced planner sometimes. I'm a horrible planner. And it blocks yourself from going yes. places. It was just really nice. And it was just weird because I have my good friends down there. And then another couple is staying in the same place oh, for the month of March. Nice. So they were down there. So it was just all these people I haven't been able to see for so long because we couldn't wear masks and we were protecting. Someone, you know, everybody, parents, so it was just so freeing. Yeah, good. To just hang. Well, we My PA was there. Oh, really? My personal assistant. Oh, the daughter of your one friend. (laughs) We played tennis several times. She is a college graduate from Madison. There you go. And she is 22, I believe. And it was just kind of funny because we just kind of giggled about when I paid her a lot of money to fold my clothes and look for matching shoes, Rocco. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, She uh-huh. lived on the block for me. She was going to do all this other stuff for you, but she really was your personal assistant. But she, you were paying her. I paid her. I would have loved that job. No kidding. When, and school? there was no kid to watch or anything. It was right. just me. Right. <laughs> so it all worked out. Uh, we do have a, a contest going on, Rocco. That's right. At 520, we're going to announce a name. That person's going to win 100 dollars and be entered to win the ten thousand dollar pick your prize this Rocco, is huge who won yesterday at it was erica nordin okay. or norden of columbia heights i'm glad you asked i was and just so then looking are at they it. do they get an email and they must i think hundred dollars uh, because yeah don't it's not like they need to call in. in okay i'm pretty sure the people behind the scenes uh get in touch with them and then yeah i think it's march 30th um all the uh, finalists, mm-hmm. they're going to draw one, and that person gets to pick a prize worth ten thousand dollars. And you can do this; you can register on our My Talk app, yep. right? Yep. We're trying to get people to check out our app, which is a great way to listen to the station. Because not only can you listen live, you can li- like, let's say you want to hear Lori's breakdown of the Oprah interview. Lori, you just pull up yesterday's be a whole hour. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was three to four yesterday, and yeah. I have to admit, I listened to the whole thing. You did, and I want to give you kudos because you. You had more information than anybody. I feel like you did, a, I mean, a ton of research, Laura. Well, but Julia, we have been watching and following this story. Diana reading yeah. Vandy Fair, Kate Quinn, you know, with her historical fiction, even yes. this latest book, The Rose Code, Philip of Greece, now known as Prince Philip, his real-life war, World War II girlfriend is part of the coders. It's in the and book. And his story is in there. Um, as it relates to, you know, Queen, Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who was just yep. not the queen then, just a princess Elizabeth. But I I knew from reading this book that Philip wouldn't have been the one to ask or have the conversation about what color would her and Archie's baby look like. Because in the Rose Code, during World War II, he was very much suspected of being, being a Nazi what, sympathizer. They called him a Hun. That's right. Nazi spy. And That's right. lots of, because when he was smuggled out of Greece in mm-hmm. an orange cart, when he was, orange crate, when he was four, 
His mom went into a sanitarium. His dad lost the monarchy. His two sisters moved to Germany, and two of them married Nazis. Yes, they did. So there was like all this, you know, there was stuff. So he would have been more sensitive sensitive about uh, joining um, the firm, which is the family Mm -hmm. and the institution are the men in gray suits. I should have said that yesterday for people. Oh, because we only learned nineteen hundred and forty six (laughs) things. Oh, I'm telling you in in Davina. Um, how about her news being on America's Got Talent that it broke during the show? I literally listened to our yeah. show yesterday, and I want to tell you how I did through our, our app, app on a walk. Okay, good. So it just the app is so easy to use. Yeah, it really. It was is. it was just so cool. Yeah, Davina and I were talking before the show, and she's listened to our show for a long time. But you know, she's been she's um, you know with a band, and they're on the road all the time. And of course, not in the last year. And she said to me when we were in the double wide. That, you know, she was kind of nervous. And I said, hey, you're on stage. You're going to be fine. Right. And she said, you know, I my, I got my manager. I got scouted by a talent scout to be in America's Got Talent. Oh. Should I talk about it? And I said, no, you can't talk about it until it's for real. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to jinx it or hex right. it. Right. She said, okay, okay. And then during the show, at she gets tech. I couldn't stand it. Hollywood And I calling. thought it was the voice. And I'm like, what show? What show? And I texted you. And I know you don't look at your phone. It no. just rings. Yeah. But you don't look at it while we're on the air. No, I do not. But anyway, that was that was so cool. Yeah. I mean, America's Got Talent. I mean, I think of our, you know, game shows and like the production that that was. So you can only imagine. Well, you were talking America's, about the contract she had to sign and everything. Yeah. America's Got Talent. That is a national, you know, a network TV, big show, huge rating. I mean, you know, that's. That's big time. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool. And Rocco, Colorado was good. It was fun. Yep. Skied a couple days. Breckenridge, Copper Mountain. Mm-hmm. Danny Back Bowder. Yep. Relaxed. So vacation is good for all of us. Yeah. Listen to the three of us. We're ready. Yeah, we're ready. Okay, all listen. Right. When we come back, uh, we've got a report from the British. Uh, the, the They got to see the Meghan and Harry Oprah interview and also the Palish the palace issued a statement this morning. It's not the final statement, but we got all the deets. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, March 9th. So before we get to uh, the Buckingham Palace releasing a statement on behalf of Queen Elizabeth following Prince Harry and Meghan's interview where we learned about really 1900 things in the interview, but a few very, very huge uh, things. And we had heard yesterday that... Buckingham Palace, Kensington Palace, and Clarence House, which is code for William, Charles, Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> and the institution, right. all the men in gray suits, right. and who knows what other family member meeting on how are they going to address this? Because on it aired here on Sunday night. Uh, it aired in the UK on Monday. Right. About 12 and a half million people watched it. So all of the morning shows this morning had their correspondence talking about the British public response, because let's face it, what did the British monarchy care about what Americans have to say that we love Harry and Meghan or whatever, but it's the reaction from the UK public and press because it is publicly funded, the monarchy, you know, they live and um, and it is a huge tourism thing for the UK, right? So here, the business. This is a G. This is a GMA talking about all the bombshell uh, that came out in that interview. I literally sat there, didn't know what to do, uh, and 
you know, it's not surprising, therefore, that the palace right now is trying to work out what is the appropriate way to respond to all these things. They're not going to rush this thing out. They're going to do it in their own time. And you, you spoke about some claims that we know that last week the palace announced they're going to investigate the claims of bullying within the palace walls. Do you think they're going to investigate, investigate these claims by Harry and Meghan? Look, I think there's a big job of work for the palace's human resources department. As you rightly say, last week we heard that there was an actual complaint filed against Meghan uh, by staff who alleged bullying tactics and now we've got Meghan saying that she went to the palace human resources department said I am on the verge of a breakdown I need some help and they said to her actually we can't help you because you're not a paid employee I mean how can it be that the system can't help someone who is the wife of a senior royal but it could help someone if it was a paid employee at the palace none of it makes sense and that's why the palace has got to sort of look at its inner workings and decide what what went wrong. Yeah, that was pretty shocking. And we've, we've seen all the headlines in the UK papers. What have the reaction of the British people been to this? Well, we're a bit behind you. Obviously, the news yesterday here, the news cycle was dominated by this uh, in every single television channel, radio station, uh, etc. But the program didn't actually air here in the UK on ITV last night. We've just found out in the last hour or so that 12 million people here watched it at its peak. So it's for the country the size of ours of about 60, 65 million that's a lot of people watching one TV program. So I think actually the palace is probably also going to gauge not just what the international reaction is going to be, and I don't think necessarily that's very favourable, particularly the view in the US, you'll know better than I, but they also want to know what's going to be the reaction here in the UK to what Meghan had to say to Oprah. So uh, that that guy, I love that guy. No I kidding. forget his name, Chris. Uh, Human resources, right? And and that is one of the things. And we talked about it last week. It seemed so strange that when this interview as it was coming up, that they were going to investigate Meghan yeah, Markle for being a bully. a bully. Maybe she was being a bully because she was trying to get help for her suicidal thoughts. You know, and we were like, why are they coming so hard on this? And yeah, they're going to investigate. They were being more determined about Meghan Markle and something from two and a half years ago than they are with Prince Andrew being wanted by the FBI. I mean, that is there, you more know. action about Meghan than, than him. Right. And, and the other thing, this is a story from the Washington Post where the, the biggest takeaway for many people who know the British monarchy maybe through the last four seasons of The Crown, sure. that's been a pretty big hit, mm-hmm. is that that they, the royal family, the firm, if you will, is this frozen, distant, in... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Feebled and out of touch is what we see on the crown. It's kind of amazing that they haven't progressed at all not at all and 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 they haven't learned anything from princess diana you know her interview with martin Bashir about how they the firm painted her as unstable when she was postpartum depression with william and that she just she couldn't help that the people liked her and that her star was shinier than charles and that at the end of the day what this is all about harry and megan out dazzling i know william and instead of him embracing it, he's petty and jealous. It it feels to me like, well, and we heard, you know, uh, Harry, Prince Harry talk about it, is that they're, they don't speak. There is space is the new. Okay, I like that. There we're taking space. Space. That's okay, the new we're having a moment of space. So Bucking from the Royal Communications team, this was released. Um, Today. At, at uh, would have been about six o'clock. It was at noon our time, yep. so about six uh, six o'clock in the UK, from the Royal Communications team. So this isn't, you know, Harry, there's more to this come. This isn't William. This isn't the Queen. This isn't Prince Charles. It's just a Royal Communications. Okay. It says the following statement, though, is issued by Buckingham Palace on behalf of Her Majesty the Queen. So it okay. is the Queen. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the f- last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. Three years. Is that a few? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. And that's it. That's, That's what it says. And... So, I mean, recollections may vary. That is a key statement. So that is is. a statement about who had the conversation about the skin color. Sure. How non-white will Harry's and Meghan's baby be. And that the the things about uh, those recollections will be addressed privately. They couldn't do it in 24 hours. Everybody said it wasn't me. Well, I was just going to say, who (laughs) was it? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then the not... That is also a not-so-subtle dig that while some recollections may vary, because Megan set out the table that it started with these stories that she knew were just flat-out made up, and I give you the t- the wedding yep. hoo-ha over... And she couldn't ever... Megan made Kate cry when it was the other way around. Right, and you could never, you could never say anything about anything. Yeah. It's just what it is. That was just one of her things. So yep. the rec- that that's a total dig by the palace. And um, also, I, 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 I think that they forgot that, you know, they did give a gender reveal and that there's a baby girl come, so they forgot to say that... Congratulations on your new baby. Yeah, so you can... They're kind of panicked. This is just a, this is the shortest thing that they could say, but, but they, they had are, to do something. And they are telling yeah. us a few things if you read between the lines mm-hmm. of this. So anyway, well, stay tuned. We've stay got tuned. best-selling author uh, Kate Quinn with us coming up for her latest hit, The Rose Code. We'll be right back to Lori and Julia. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club. Um, one of our favorite authors in the world, Kate Quinn, is joining us. Uh, we last talked to her about her amazing book, 
The Huntress, and she has another amazing historical novel that we've absolutely were besotted and fell head over heels in knowing uh, the women, and the book is called The Rose Code. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hey there. How are you ladies doing? Oh, We're my. fantastic. And I, I, I talked to you a little earlier today on my watch. <laughs> oh, did um, you guys have the wrong we time? Just, just the a time little bit. zone? But Kate, this book, I mean, it's it was such a page turner. It was it's such I love how you get us into the history of what women have done during our wars. And it's just fantastic. So give everyone the setup for the Rose Code. Well, the Rose Code tells the story of three very different women. A beautiful, blue-blooded debutante, a tart-tongued London shop girl, and a shy, crossword-solving spinster, who are all three recruited to the mysterious Bletchley Park, which is a secluded English country manor where the best and brightest minds in Britain work in dire secrecy, breaking Hitler's supposedly unbreakable military codes. The That's pretty much machines. it in a nutshell. Yeah, it, it, it is in the nutshell. And how, like, were you doing research for the Huntress or the Alice Network when you first maybe stumbled across the women that worked at Bletchley Park keeping these secrets? Or how did you... uh, Even that you always have a kind of a personal story with how you end up writing books. I feel like you do anyway. Well, I've had this on my radar for quite a bit. And I think my obsession with Bletchley Park really began when I read Robert Harris's wonderful novel, Enigma. And that's a great book. It became a great movie. And oh, yes. it got Valentine, me interested yes. in you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it got me interested in, you know, the whole history of the Codebreakers. And what I noticed really was that so many of the stories you were hearing were about the men who were there. You know, these titanic figures like Alan Turing, who mm-hmm. starred later in, who was the figure at the center of the imitation game and so forth. And, you know, these men did wonderful things and they deserve to be lauded. But also Bletchley Park by 1944 was, you know, outnum- women outnumbered men three to one. I wanted to know more about them. So that's really what spurred me down this path. Okay. To find and, out and, and where when, were the women? Yeah, for the women. And, and, and is you do such a great job oh. of spinning something that feels so real. And then the fact that it's rooted in all this historical stuff. You're just such an amazing storyteller. But you have the idea. You put in one of the characters... Um, about Asla, who we were just fascinated with because she, in real life, we didn't know this till the end of the book, had this romance during World War II with uh, Philip of Greece, who ends up marrying Queen Elizabeth, and that is a bit of a storyline. How did you find out about Asla? Well, when I was researching Bletchley Park, I was really quite astounded by how many, you know, famous people strolled in and out through those gates at some point who had some kind of connection to this code-breaking hub. And, you know, I found out that, you know, for example, uh, Duchess Kate's grandmother worked there as a code-breaker, uh, which was one royal connection. And then I found out that Prince Philip, when he was just, you know, a young naval lieutenant and not really anybody of interest at all to the royal family, except, you know, sort of a distant relative, and way before Princess Elizabeth is on the scene, his wartime girlfriend was a translator at Bletchley Park. And they used to, you know, dance all night in London when he was off his ship, and then he'd put her on the on train to go back to Bletchley to start to her shift code breaking. And that was the kind of detail, just like as soon as I learned that, I knew there was no way I could not include it. And and then the story angle, though, about uh, because it goes back between World War II, the women being code breakers, and then about maybe 10 years later? Yes, I was interested in seeing, you know, what happens after the war to the code breakers, because 
in real life, you know, mostly they were just told to go home Mm. and please don't ever mention that you did this work again. And I wanted to know, you know, really, was there ever a chance that they had to dust off the old skills? And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I decided to, you know, put all that against the backdrop in 1947 Mm -hmm. of the royal wedding, you know, the same Philip, now that he's engaged to Princess Elizabeth, the wedding is approaching, you know, London is going insane. And, you know, for my three ex-codebreakers, they have a job to do in the middle of all this royal wedding fever and chaos. And that just makes their job harder. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Kate Quinn. Her new book is The Rose Code. It just came out today. It is it's it's so good. It's I love historical fiction. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love it. And it's in, I, and then at the end of the book, when you get to read the history of all these people that we just read about for 640 pages, Kate, <laughs> um, I couldn't even listen to it on tape, you know, to get, I'm a slower reader than Lori. And I'm like, geez, I'm getting, we're getting her the first day. So I can't even do it on audible. But anyway, it's, it's just so cool how you highlight women during this really important moment in history, World War II, and it's in The Huntress was such a great book, and Alice Network is so great. It makes you feel so proud in a way. It really does, and that's really what I look for. You know, whenever people ask me that question, as all writers do, you know, where do you get your ideas? And the place I always get my ideas for a book is I find some some point in history when women have done something amazing. And I think, I didn't know about this. How could I not know? And then that makes me think, I want to write a story about this because I want to do at least my small part in shining a light on Mm -hmm. some ladies of the past who maybe deserve more credit for the things that they have done that they have currently gotten. So if I can help do my little part to do that, I will be, I will count myself very, very fortunate. Yeah. And you know, also how you explore the whole you know, when people do work in intelligence, uh, they you are sworn to secrecy Secrets. and people do take that very, very, you know, seriously. And so that whole I'm curious, like, I mean, are there any of the Bletchley Park women that were code breakers still alive? And did you talk to any of them? Um, I was not able to personally talk mm-hmm. to any. Um, I did go to Bletchley Park in person before the pandemic shut everything oh, down. We want to go be now. able to go around and see. We want to go <laughs> oh, because of you. <laughs> and but I did read a lot of memoirs okay. that have been written by people who worked there. So it was a real window into their minds and the way it way life was when they were working there. And I really was felt very privileged to do that. So I give people, take, but oh, give people yeah. an example of what are some of the codes that, that, that they are breaking as they're working round the clock during the war, which, you know, four and a half years or whatever it was, five and a half years. I mean, intense. Well, one of the scenes you will actually see in the book, which is drawn exactly from history was a moment when, uh, an all-female team of codebreakers at the park came across a message. They broke a message that said, today is the day minus three. And they realized an attack was going to happen. So they went on like a a two-and-a-half-day binge to try to crack the battle plans, which turned out to be the battle plans for the Italian Navy to launch an attack off of Cape Matapan. And these women broke that code. They broke the battle plans wide open. They passed it up the ladder. And because of them, Britain had its biggest naval victory since Trafalgar. And it basically, that was it for Italy in the war. 
it was it for the Italian Navy mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. cleared the Italian Navy out of there, and that meant that later things like uh, you know the Americans going over to uh, and the Allied ships moving into Africa could happen much more easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all right. So I have a question, Kate. <laughs> okay. So um, how long? I mean, the Hunters came out, I can't think of how many years ago. You were on our show. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. back. First of all, we are just so passionate about reading and reading you. Um, how long did you work on this book? Um, I think it may have been about four years from the start when I was first started seriously thinking about writing a Bletchley Park book. And then through the researching and the writing and the editing. And um, I will say all of the editing happened under quarantine because... Uh, I had just finished my first edit, first draft uh, right when, you know, the world shut down about right. a year ago. So I had all my edits and all my fact-checking happened in, you know, lockdown, which was its own kind of challenge. But, yeah, this, I would say, is one of the toughest books I've ever read, ever had to write or research because, you know, there's so much information. It is so technical. And I don't know why I thought it was a great idea for a non-technical, non-mathematical right. mind like right. me to write a book about code breaking, but somehow I did. So then I had to, I had to learn about it. Yeah, and but the I, way you explained it in layman's term for us to right. understand, let's just take five and with characters. Such three it was great female, female characters. characters. They were so great. And um, I I want to ask you, Kate, because I I can't help but think with everything that's been going on, you know, with Oprah's interview and watching The Crown and. The English actors in season four that play young Diane and Charles, you know, winning. But one of the things that I was really dazzled with with the first season of The Crown was how handsome Philip was and exploring the early love story of how she met him and he was a naval officer. So to get a peek at this other side of him being a naval officer, living with Uncle Dickie Mountbatten and all of that and being looked suspiciously because his sisters were married to Nazis and... He was called a hun. I mean, there was a lot of gossip. Was he even good enough for Elizabeth? Right. So I felt like reading your book it gave me the authority to say that Prince Philip was very lovely to Meghan Markle because he likes a pretty girl. And he would have remembered all the slurs and false stories about him. He was definitely the outsider at that point. And mm-hmm. um, I think there was, you know, during the war, there was a certain amount of side eye about was he really loyal to Britain or not? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, because he had this broken up, scattered family and a lot his sisters all ended up on the German side of things. And so, but, you know, all he wanted was to, you know, be a naval officer. Uh, fight for England, join the British Navy. Kiss pretty and he girls. Was really quite good at that. <laughs> yeah, kiss pretty girls. I mean, I think that's well known that he right. did like the lady. Anyway, I just, I felt like he would have been uh, kind to Megan about being an outsider. He would have understood that very much. So I knew right away that that's not who Harry was talking about. Okay, so Kate, Kate Quinn, if you're just joining us, the book is The Rose Code. It's it's phenomenal. Did you, I, I see this as a limited series, a TV series. Is this something that you would like to see happen? The BBC is could it option it, uh, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan can star in it. Uh, well, I can tell you that it has been optioned as a limited series, but, you know, that's only... The very first step, you know, the uh, it's no guarantees yet that we're going to see it on the screen. But you at least the first step has taken place. So fingers crossed, maybe it will be coming to a screen near you or Netflix or Puno. This would to me be such a great book that this I can see and feel and, you know, 
whoever's going to do it, this feels like this story is so... Uh, t- you know, it would juicy, be juicy, smart, great yeah. characters. You've already written like the everything that they need for success. <laughs> well, your lips to God's ears. Let's hope. Uh, okay. All right. So we know we're running out of time with you and we have to ask you, you know, what is the last great book besides yours? And besides your list that you had in parade. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Because we've already retweeted your great, your recommendations, like if we love the Rose Code, so right. we've got those books. Anything else great that we should tell our listeners about? Well, uh, two wonderful books I've read this year so far have been Sadiqa Johnson's absolutely heartbreaking Yellow Wife and Melanie Benjamin's really superb book called The Children's Blizzard. Those were two real standouts for me lately. Okay. Well, standouts for us has been The Rose Code. We were both sad it was over. Oh, these, well, thank you so much. I'm so delighted you enjoyed it. so good. Thank you so much for being on our show. And enjoy your book tour. Yeah. Well, how do you want people to find you? Like, if you're, for people to be, in fans to be involved, what's the best place to reach out to you? Um, you can reach out to me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Kate Quinn 5975 oh, I'm on it was. Facebook. Okay. Kate Quinn author, Twitter, also Kate Quinn author. You can usually find me on social media procrastinating from my word count. Yeah. Okay. And oh, and seriously, in having the um, reading book club guide in your book is really smart. Love it. We loved it. And I this can't, is going to oh, be fantastic. This yeah. is just going to be such and a hit. And we're going to go to um, Bletchley we Park. We totally are. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate. We love, love, Thank love you. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. It's such a good book. We've got a couple of copies. Giveaway 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Hey, Thanks for hanging out. Joy and I are geeking over the Rose Code. We love this author, uh, Rocco. Rocco she just writes the most incredible. There's, there's romance. There's suspense. There's history. Heroism, bra- bravery. Really, her characters are so sketched out. You can feel them, see them. The poet. I mean, the poet in this book. I mean, I felt... Her book is going to give me... I'm going to do tomorrow Vintage Scandal on Philip of Greece. Because one of her characters, main characters, is this real-life woman named Osla Benning, who was... Philip, the naval officer at the time, at the time, you know, he was His real he life just, girlfriend. Yeah, she she was the real life girlfriend, and she was a code breaker, and she did end up, um, and and he she could never tell him. In the book, it's theorized that Asla and Philip basically break up. 
because she is told, listen, we think he's a Nazi spy. You can't go out with him. His sisters are married to Nazis. His mom is in a sanitarium. We don't trust this guy, even if Dickie Montbatten, and he's distantly related to, you know, King George and his family. They didn't trust him. And she is, Prince Philip is her oldest kid's godfather. I know. Isn't that crazy? In real life. In real life. In real life, this character. Yeah. They were always trying to get Asla to spill the tea. And she actually was friends. I think she has passed away now because, you know, she would have been in her 90s. But always trying to get... Um, dirt, but she and her husband were friends with Prince Philip right. and Elizabeth because Lilibet couldn't be jealous of of her because uh, she dated Philip when he was nineteen and she was fourteen. Right, so she wouldn't have been dating him. No, exactly. So there was no threat there. But anyway, he has a very interesting family. Yes, he does. Story and, yes, he does. And the British family should really watch out about what they were saying about skin color anyway with all the inbreeding that's happened <laughs> no, in that like... family. No, because, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I I'm... mean, they're all related to each other. Rocco, this would be <laughs> the most amer- amazing limited series. It really it... would. You guys, I love how, I mean, every book we ha- you have on, you guys have passion for well, and we if we like interest, it if yeah. we really like it we and really do have one of passion. the and yvonne and gail congrats shout out to you guys thanks for hanging out with us there are winners Good. hugo and elk river winners nice. today and i nice. want to say that one of the characters in the book is a book club yes and how that because i know so many people who are in book clubs and they're getting started up again besides zoom book clubbing mm-hmm. people are going to be able to see each other really in book club again you know but the bitching about book club can begin again it can <laughs> but but how it is reading is just something that is it, it just taps into a piece of your imagination that you just it's amazing it's just well, we so much love fun the way we she love, does historical fiction I, because i was in love with every character every, every we love this with the huntress which is that is about oh. rocco the women pilots. of russia the pilots who were necessary in world war ii for defeating the the nazis because nice. remember you know the soviets are our part is every you know they're was allies it, with, right back with in the great day britain in world war ii and everything before the the big wheat lie the big wheat lie. Wheat lie when you know I when or when when all the people die. You know he said there was yeah. no famine That's and right. he yep. was taking all the weed out yep. of the rich yep. Ukraine mm-hmm. and sending it to Moscow and the people were start. I mean you know he killed anyway. Yeah. That's a whole nother. That's book, a whole nother book. But but, but, but her, that is also why like Oprah's interview the other night on Sunday night. I have been fascinated at the media analysis of this because it really was the television event of the year. It had bigger audience than the Globes and the Emmys combined. The only thing that outstreamed Oprah's uh, interview, because this premiered on Paramount Plus, which just rebranded and everything because it's a CBS thing. Yep. But the outside of uh, football games, NFL and Super Bowl Sunday, this was the third most streamed for a time when very few things are watched by a lot of people in real time, in real time. Mm -hmm. This was just like a huge thing. And we watched it in Florida. We sat on the couch and watched it and watched it. And they got the gift 
Oprah and CBS and CBS paid Harpo Productions seven million. Okay, for the uh, which is Oprah's broadcast yep, that blah yep, blah blah yep. blah blah, and and they taped for three and a half hours. Nobody, oh, you know, Harry and Meghan didn't get paid anything, but they got the gift of the unhinged British press talking about it so much that other outlets started picking up like what is she gonna say right and it was all about megan being a bully and then people started going well wait a second if the palace is really interested in that they made uh old randy andy pedophile prince do just step down but he's still getting paid and they've never investigated or cooperated with it so it was their unhinged reaction didn't make any sense and it gave them millions of dollars of free exposure mm-hmm. about this upcoming interview. Yeah, it did. Better that they had said nothing. Yeah. They made it... Be it's it's, a, it's amateur hour. I, I All I can think of is Queen Elizabeth is tired and her handsome prince is, is in the hospital. Is in the hospital and... And William's so sick of his little brother. <laughs> and Harry is sick of him. Yeah. Because and he threw Megan under the bus a yeah. lot to keep his turnip toffing out of the news. Well, there we go. You know, he was doing that. They used Megan to divert from his uh, indiscreet actions, which we watched The Crown. We know the king to be is going to pedal his pushers. Oh, Lori, <laughs> fantastic. There we go. And with that, we'll be right back.